दिस इज ऑल इंडिया रेडियो वेलकम टू साइंस सीरियल लाइफ मस्ट गो ऑन ऑल इंडिया रेडियो इन कोलेबोरेशन विथ विज्ञान प्रसार प्रेजेंट्स साइंस सीरियल लाइफ मस्ट गो ऑन बेस्ड ऑन अंडरस्टैंडिंग एंड मैनेजिंग सस्टेनेबल डेवलपमेंट एपिसोड नंबर फोर्थ टाइटल्ड हाउ मच डू वी नीड Hello everybody. I am Mother Earth, planet number 3 from the sun. Bathed in water, blessed with air, clothed in green, rich in minerals. I am the only planet that has been shown to sustain life. So, I am special. I am the source of everything that living beings use. I provide the air you breathe, the water you drink or use for irrigation. I provide you with nourishment. I am the source of the clothes you wear, your gadgets and even the jewelry you flaunt is my gift to you. Over the years I've given these gifts willingly, gladly even. But in the past few decades the demands have become increasingly more and more and now It is almost beyond my capacity to meet these demands. It is my youngest child. Yes, I mean human beings that is causing me this distress. However, the species is an intelligent one. Hope for the planet hinges on those who have woken up to the fact that consuming more that is in my power to replenish will endanger everyone. Okay children before the vacation starts i have an assignment for you i want you to keep track of how much you're throwing away in the two weeks that you will be on holiday what do you mean by throwing away what sorts of things well i actually mean everything that you dispose of you get the idea right keep track okay it is an experiment i recently read what jim leap director general of wwf international had said that we are living as if we have an extra planet at our disposal we are using 50% more resources that the earth can sustainably produce and unless we change course that number will grow fast and by 2030 even two planets will not be enough oh this is terrible we will surely keep track of all what we are using and throwing away Ravi vacations at last huh I hope teacher has given you some homework at least that will keep you busy otherwise you will drive us mad never mind look the zip of my handbag is broken i will have to buy a new bag before we go to our ancestral place during ravi's vacation ravi ravi what are you doing with the waste paper basket I have to keep track of all what we throw away. See, 16 pouches of mouth fresheners, three cardboard cartons from yesterday's online deliveries, big pieces of bubble wrap, 
two empty glass containers and three plastic ballpoint pens. Stop. Stop playing with the thrown away things. Okay, come. Let's go to the mall. Um, let's take the small car. It is easier to drive in city traffic. Ravi, don't switch off the AC. That way the room will remain cool when we return. But teacher said we should switch off all electrical appliances when we are not using them. Oh. Ah. Uh. At last we have reached 30 minutes for a distance we could have walked in 5. The traffic is killing. Look, so many cars. Even 10 years back we did not have so many cars on the road. I do not understand why people drive their big cars in cities. Dad, yes. Our teacher says big cars guzzle fuel and these cars are high maintenance. Parts that break down are replaced, not repaired. Hmm. So more and more parts have to be made and a lot of metal has to be mined. Correct. A lot of plastic has to be made. She says this puts pressure on our limited natural resources. <laughs> and what else is she saying? She says this is a policy of making sure that things rapidly become obsolete and so require replacing. Hmm. Manufacturers frequently change in design, stop making spare parts and use non-durable materials so that the product breaks down quickly. Oh. This makes people buy more goods. I can afford it. Okay? And now that I'm here, I think I will buy a nice wallet to match my jacket. See how crowded it is. Yeah. Have you noticed how many people there are everywhere? Hmm. I read that in 2011 there were 623 million males and 586 million ladies in India. That number has grown. This is 2017. So, are you saying all those men and women have come to the mall today? Oh, hello Divya ji. How nice to see you and your daughters here. Hey Ravi, come here. Go and talk to Rani. That way you will not trouble us. Go sit at the food court. Eat and drink something. Okay, we will collect you when we finish, huh? What do you want to eat? Let's have cold drinks and something to munch. Have you started keeping track of all the throwaway stuff? I already have a long list. I never realized how much we throw away every day. Hmm. I will have new things to add to my list. Once Didi and Mummy unpack all that they've bought today, the boot of the car is so full. You know, Mummy buys a washing powder that is packed in a plastic pouch, and then it's inside a big hard cardboard box, which she throws away at the counter itself. What a waste! So many trees cut down to make paper. Look, thermocol cups and thermocol plates, paper napkins and plastic cutlery. All this will become waste. these will not degrade you know i was in kolkata recently and from the airport we went to salt lake on the way i saw what looked like hills with kites were flying over it hills in kolkata yeah when i asked driver uncle said it was a landfill area or a rubbish dump and it has been in operation since the 1980s he said they just buried all the rubbish that the city produced and now there's no place to bury it is like a hill Oh, so it's like Gazipur in Delhi? I suppose all metro cities have landfills. Otherwise, how will they get rid of all the rubbish? We can't become zero waste now, can we? They say 
that the more affluent countries have introduced the use and throw concept. And so lots of stuff is being discarded. There is waste generation in enormous volume. Surely, not all affluent countries have this lifestyle. They would be educated and aware. Many affluent countries, particularly in Europe, have an eco-friendly and green way of life, like our traditional Indian way. I have read that Sweden is zero waste. Really? Huh. But even if we cannot become zero waste, we can at least waste less and manage the waste better. That's true. And why should we continue to use thermocol plates and plastic cutlery? Hmm. Can we not use saw leaf plates and bowls? That's a brilliant idea. Even if discarded, you know, it will degrade in the soil without hurting the mother earth. Hmm. You and I have eavesdropped on Ravi and Rani's families long enough to understand a dangerous trend. I call it the consumerist frame of mind. People who think like this do not realize that resources extracted from me are used to make all goods, gadgets and machines. My resources are large but not infinite. Some of my resources are not immediately replenishable. Once exhausted, it will remain exhausted. For example, oil reserves are non-renewable resources. Coal, crude oil and natural gas are all called fossil fuels because they were formed from the buried remains of plants and animals that lived millions of years ago. Can you expect to get newly formed supplies of this resource once you finish all known ones? Even a century ago, human beings repaired what was broken or found an ingenious way of sidestepping the problem. Then, the rich countries began to throw away such items and replace the new ones without a second thought. So more goods began to be manufactured. This led to increased demand for raw materials, which means increased drain of my resources. There is a land called India that was once a place that took great care of my resources. There were people called Kabariwalas who purchased old and broken things and then they were recycled. They were my green ambassadors who helped recycle my resources. Local shops sold stuff in small paper bags made out of old notebook pages. They did not use plastic. Empty containers were used to store other items. Old saris were used to make soft blankets and washable nappies for babies. Traditionally, in India, very little of anything was wasted or ended in landfills. Ravi and Rani's parents live in India too, but they have embraced a new way of life that emulates the wasteful lifestyle of some affluent nations. Yet, not all hope is lost. The young generation seems to be aware of my woes. Let me see what is happening in another part of India. Oh, hurry up! Run and stop the zip repair guy. Your pan needs a new zip. Once it is repaired, it will be as good as new. Ma, 
I saw a nice pair of jeans at Moti Chacha's shop. Could you buy that for me, please? I can, beta, but I won't. Your pants are almost new and still have lot of wear in them. Okay. Bhaiya, please wait. Ah, ya bolo. Wow. Oh, this is a nice pant. Huh? Once I change the jeep, it will be first class, you see. Huh? And and I repair umbrellas too. I can change one spoke and your umbrella will be as good as new. Ah, see, see, see. There. All done. Five rupees for the zip and ten rupees for the spoke. Yes. Here you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Okay. अच्छा अच्छा बंच. Zip ठीक करा लो. And Hari, I'm going to the field. Take care of your sister. Okay, ma'am. Yeah, and if you need to change her nappies, you will find a pile of soft cotton ones I made from a torn sari yesterday. Did you get it? And sit by her side and do your homework. I will check it when I come back home. Okay. Mr. Sharma, yesterday the Panchayat Pradhan spoke to us about the resource depletion. I did not quite understand. You see, I have been so worried about the dropping level of water in my well that I did not listen properly. You know, actually that is exactly what the Panchayat Pradhan was talking about. You may have seen that many of your neighbors have installed pumps that run long hours in the name of irrigation. They are consuming water, a resource faster than it can be replenished. No wonder groundwater levels are going down. They are taking out more water than it is seasonally replenished. How long can we afford to do so before we run out of groundwater? Very valid question. You know, don't you, that India is the largest groundwater user in the world. We use about ninety percent of the groundwater for food production. You know that. Yes, yes. I have been noticing that every year the water level is going down in my well. The river nearby is drying up too. They are quarrying the riverbed now, but there are so many mouths to feed. We need more water, more land. We have to use up more resources. Yes, exponential increase in population is a problem. All right. Yes. Now, according to one estimate, there are more than seven billion living humans on Earth. Yet, just two hundred years ago, we numbered less than one billion. By twenty forty-five, global population is projected to reach nine billion. Life expectancy has also increased. There are more mouths to feed. Yes, yes, sir, sir. But that is only natural. Families grow, populations grow. We grow more crops. <laughs> I wish it were that easily explained. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> There is a bit of science behind the study of population growth. Thomas Robert Malthus was the first economist to propose a systematic theory of population. Oh, I see. And what did he say? To put it very simplistically, according to Malthus, population increases faster than the supply of food available for its needs. If population grows faster than food production, the growth is checked in the end. And you know how? By famine. Disease, 
वॉर वी कॉल दिस मेल्थूजियन क्राइसिस ओ ओ माई गॉड सो पीपल विल डाई एंड द बैलेंस विल बी रीगेंड नैट इज नॉट द ओनली रीजन देर आर मेनी अदर फैक्टर्स फॉर एग्जाम्पल मेनी लर्नड पीपल प्रोडिक्टेड दैट इन नाइनटीन सेवेंटीज एंड नाइनटीन एटीज हंड्रेड्स ऑफ मिलियंस ऑफ पीपल वुड डाई ऑफ स्टारवेशन बट नथिंग लाइक दैट हैपन नथिंग they had failed to foresee the tremendous influence of technology and appropriate intervention in agriculture mm, yes yes we had better seeds fertilizers and pesticides increased crop yields developments in transport and food processing facilities helped us to produce more from the same limited resources not only that medical advances meant many people survived illnesses that would have earlier killed them people began to live longer but now technology intervention are peaking but we still need more food we need more clothes we need shelter for everyone population is exploding hmm you're right last month kamla and i had gone to the city we were really sad to see how on the either side of highway the land was dry and without any vegetation cover in many areas i saw fly ash being dumped too and the huge landfills as we approached the city were really bad the piles of rubbish it broke my heart sir if land is degraded like this how can we grow more foods for all the mouths yes i do understand it is indeed unfortunate that the first book highlighting the negative impact of environmental degradation was published as early as 1962 really in 1962 over half a century ago <laughs> who wrote it she was an american marine biologist and conservationist named rachel carson she called her book silent spring in 2006 Silent Spring was included in a list of one of the 25 greatest science books of all times. Yet, can we claim we have woken up to our message? Hmm. Ah, ah, welcome, Lau. Yeah, rakdo. Keep it here. Hmm. Namaste, Sharma ji. Why serious faces? Ah, namaste, Kamla Babi. Uh-huh. We were just talking about land degradation. Why just degradation? They're chopping away trees. Correct. You know, my son tells me that an estimated 18 million acre of forests are destroyed each year, and that half of the world forest cover has been chopped down. Exactly correct. Sharma ji, I will give you an example. They used to mine minerals near my home village. The minerals were used for development. Now the depleted mines have been abandoned. Oh my God! They have not done any remediation to bring back the fertility of the land. Hmm. The environmental pollution is so bad that the agricultural fields nearby are being affected. Native plants are dying. Crop plants have such high levels of chemicals that these are not fit for consumption. Land is finite and essential for food production. And arable land availability is decreasing in India, affecting production of crops. This is not sustainable practice. In addition, cities are having to handle huge population pressure. It is estimated that by 2050, two out of every three people will live in a city. Yes, already our children are dissatisfied with our lifestyle. 
they want many things which they see on TV. I can't afford to buy large packets, so I buy them small packets. We throw away the packaging. Actually, there is a lot of plastic packaging. We cannot get rid of it. No point burying it or composting it. And it is worse if we burn it. Blown by the wind, the discarded packets litter the village. Let me tell you something, Sharma ji. My son asked me yesterday why I did not buy a disposable diaper for his sister. <laughs> Kids pick up their values from what they see and hear. Correct, yes. They do not understand the long-term impact of such wasteful practices. Exactly. He wants us to buy a motorcycle instead of bicycle that we have. You know, his dream is to own a car. <laughs> <laughs> Many people desire to own cars. The number of cars in the world is expected to double by 2030. So we need to build broader roads and we need more fuel. That is the problem, Sharmaji. From where will we get so much extra petroleum? Ah. Have you seen how expensive kerosene has become? There is never enough for everyone. Even LPG cylinders are costing more. Everything is in short supply. My mother did not face any of these problems much. But if I am not careful and frugal, my children will have to face scarcity. Those were the good days. Exactly. <laughs> Globally, oil will remain the dominant source of energy over the next 25 years. The crude oil prices will continue to rise in the global market, driven by shortage of supplies and rapidly increasing energy demand in countries like India. Really? Yet, supplies are limited. And once that runs out... Mr. Sharma, forget petroleum. Let us talk about water. My sister lives near the city outskirts. She says she has to buy water because the piped water is not enough. I have asked her to stop taps from leaking, to harvest rainwater and to reuse the water in which they have washed rice and vegetables to water their plants. You have done a very good job. Ah, I can understand her feelings. It is applicable not just to humans but also on a global scale between developed and developing countries too. The way we are living, we are already using two to three times more of the earth's natural resources Very true. than what is sustainable in the long run. It has been estimated that high-income countries have an ecological footprint on average five times that of a low-income country. Definitely. As resources deplete, they will become more expensive. This is where there will be serious economic divide. The wealthy will pay more and more for scarce resources. Those who can't afford it will have to go without. The rich think they can afford it so they can buy a larger slice of the pie. Ah, but no one is thinking that one day demand for resources fueled by the wealthier population will hit a roadblock. There will come a time when finding and extracting new source of supply will become impossible to sustain. When there is no pie, how will you slice it? Exactly, Mr. Sharma. The real issue is not consumption itself, but its patterns and effects. Inequalities in consumption are stark. Even about a decade ago, the wealthiest 20% of the world accounted for 76.6% of total private consumption. The poorest were just 1.5%. Currently, the poorest and most vulnerable nations are subsidizing the lifestyle of wealthier countries. True. 
you know we have to stop running after materialistic things we have to stop copying the philosophy of nations that indulge in wasteful lifestyle correct we should look back and pick up some traditional sustainable practices once again absolutely mm-hmm. correct uh yes but look at it this way kamla we in villages aspire for a lifestyle like they enjoy in cities those in cities aspire to lead a life like they do in rich and developed foreign countries this is a constant struggle it is a natural progression we want to give our children a better life tell me one thing mm-hmm. were you not happy when electricity came to our village <laughs> yes i was and i have also taught harya that he must switch off the fan and the light if he leaves the room that is what i'm saying let us not waste science is giving us technology to squeeze the most of our natural resources which are mother earth's gift to us let us cooperate by not wasting the advantages natural resources are not free they are not unlimited anything wasted will one day be sorely wanted quite right kamla bhabhi hmm. if emerging nations follow the same path as today's rich countries mm-hmm. their consumption pattern will also be just as damaging to the environment true resources are needed to power india's economic growth these resources may be from domestic sources or imported we have to ensure that resources are used wisely and optimally mm-hmm. waste not want not the current global inefficient use of water energy and agricultural inputs cannot be allowed to continue hmm that's right so how can this be done people have to realize that resources used is interlinked so we can have what is called a nexus approach this approach integrates management and governance across sectors and skills okay a nexus approach can support the transition to a green economy which targets resource use efficiency and encourages greater policy coherence so that as a society we can trend the green path we have to retain many of our traditional systems of reusing and recycling we have to teach our children that the earth can provide for everyone's need but it cannot meet every one person's greed exactly you are correct and it is in our own interest to safeguard the precious resources so that the next generation can use it mm. yes indeed once our policy makers and our future generation are synchronized then sustainability will be an achievable dream right sir Remember sustainability is not just a word it is a lifestyle choice that may spell the difference between survival and extinction in the years ahead and even if you survive life will have to be extremely frugal indeed in the era of severe resource crunch so make your choice now Life must go on. You are listening to the fourth episode of this science serial produced by All India Radio.
in collaboration with Vigyan Prasar titled How much do we need? Coordinators were Dr. R. Gopi Chandran and Dr. B.K. Tyagi. Scripted by Sukanya Datta. Directed and produced by Naveen Kumar Gupta. Recording and mixing by Akhya Jaivardhan. Participant artists were Surbhi Verma, Shefali Vyas, Harshit Patel, Nikhil Devan, Vriddhi Kapani, Rakshit Thapliyal, Manal Saeed, Nitin Bhaseen, Sumit Khosla. Hey listeners, please stay with us. Here are two questions for you. The lucky winner will get an attractive prize from Vigyan Prasar. The first question is, what is fossil oil? And the second question is, why is environmental pollution happening? You can send your answers by simple post. Our address is Science Serial Life Must Go On. All India Radio, room number 615, New Broadcasting House, Sansad Marg, New Delhi, 110001. You can also write on our email ID, radio at vigyanprasar.gov.in. Please do write or mail us your full name, age and profession. If associated with Science Club, do let us know the membership of your club. If you have any query or questions, don't hesitate to write to us. We will be back again with the next episode of this science serial, Life Must Go On. Same day, same time, next week. Till then, goodbye. Goodbye.